Well, 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 welcome to the Verbal Stuff Podcast. Don't you want it? Don't you want it? Don't you want it? Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. They call it cholrophobia. Uh, the fear of what? It's the fear of clowns, Jay. Oh, the clown phobia. I would call it clownophobia. Yeah, clownophobia would make more sense. Apparently, cholro is like German for stilt walker or some shit, but yes, it's the abnormal fear of clowns. And that's how we're going to kick off the Purple Stuff Podcast's 2019 Halloween season. Oh, yes. I can't believe it took us this long to talk about clowns. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, it's the episode nobody requested. It's finally here. <laughs> well, no, it's uh, the show that no one requested, but they all know they really want deep down inside. Oh, yeah. They couldn't wait to hear us gab about evil clowns from all walks of pop culture. I have a feeling we might be shooting ourselves in the foot or the oversized red shoe. Because when you think about it, a lot of people have that phobia that you brought up. So, I mean, half the people might be like, I am not listening to this episode. I absolutely <laughs> thought the same thing because I'm like, this is almost like an arachnophobia level thing where people who are not into clowns really can't even entertain the notion of being near them. Yeah, totally. Aside from three or four very specific clowns, I've always mm -hmm. hated them too. Really? See, like, I never had a fear or a disdain for clowns or anything like that. Most of the time when I was a kid, if you go to, like, a birthday party, you go somewhere where there is a clown, it just was, I was like, this guy, he's not funny. He's not really doing it for me. Well, I'm with you. I mean, even if I wasn't particularly um, disturbed by the clown, I would not be into the clown either. Yeah, exactly. And what do you need a clown for? You have a game gear. <laughs> Don't bring up the Game Gear. You know my story there. The fucking speck of dust that got under the screen. Fucking ruined oh, I had, it. I had the same thing. Oh, too. God. One speck yeah. of dust, $200 down the drain. <laughs> but really, like, your grandparents didn't have, like, any of those horrible porcelain clown statues or anything like that? No, I was pretty fortunate in that respect, but you bring that up, and to think that, like, eons ago, a clown was probably, like, the pinnacle of entertainment and tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah, the clowns were the coolest, hippest cats on the planet. You, you put on a little white face paint, and you are hot shit. Imagine it. See, now you fast forward to the present time, and there's us. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you're saying that we're hot shit by 2019 standards? No, we're clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess clown is taken out. Like, no one calls you a clown and, like, thinks of the old Barnum and Bailey commercials, you know? Or the Red Triangle Circus Gang. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have no special fear of clowns, but I assume you put together a pretty good list of clowns that are freaky for us tonight. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about my list tonight. A bunch of heavy hitters. And I'm really excited to hear what you brought to the table, too, Matt. All right. So why don't I kick things off with one of my clowns? Sounds good. Number one. Where do they come from? Why are they here? 
Friday, May 20th at a theater near you. All right, I guess I'll start with my most obvious pick, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Classic. Yeah, it came out in 1988, but I didn't see it until 20 years after that because I always sleep on everything, as you know. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this movie a bunch, so I'll just give the broad strokes. Bunch of disgusting alien clowns invade Earth. So they can turn people into slushy cotton candy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a bad sci-fi movie, but what I love about Killer Clowns is that it's pretty much played straight. You said slushy cotton candy. They get put into these like cotton candy cocoons. Right. And it kind of yeah. like turns them into this gory, bloody slush. Yeah, yeah. And then the clowns drink them with straws. It's awesome. This one was written and directed by the Chiodo Brothers, and I read earlier that this is actually the only film they've written and directed, which is nuts considering how good this is. Yeah, this is a total like cult classic, and there's so much good stuff in there. Those guys were also, didn't they work on like Critters? Yeah, they were mostly known for being like special effects wizards, and yeah, and, yeah, and Critters, and in many other movies, and it's on full display here because this is just a complete avalanche of practical effects those masks were to the next level especially for the time oh yeah yeah they were, they were so so good in fact didn't you see like the real life versions running around last year at horror nights i think we horror talked nights. about that the creepy thing about it was they didn't feel like people just cosplaying they felt directly taken from the film it was crazy so in the moment when you were at uh, Universal, did you find yourself getting a little creeped out when these big, fat alien clowns were walking towards you? I will say it was very surreal. It was totally surreal. It felt like you were in the movie, and I love feeling that way. Yeah. That's one, one of the best things. Yeah, and I think this year they're actually like they're going twice as hard with the killer clown stuff, right? Yeah, they're actually going to get their own maze. Yeah, that's big yeah. time shit. So back to the movie, I um, long before I ever watched it, I used to see the video on display at Blockbuster every time I went in. And somebody on the staff must have had like a dark sense of humor because it was always in the children's section. <laughs> Literally every time. It was, you, and you've seen that cover, right? It's the extreme oh, of close up of the main killer yep. clown. Yes. Like really freaky shit. And there it is sandwiched between like Barney and Rugrats. Well, maybe they didn't know. <laughs> they, maybe they never saw the movie. There's no fucking way. It was always so prominently placed, like right dead smack center where no kid could miss it. I'm like, oh man, this is just awesome. The thing about this movie that I always felt like, I'm not going to complain about because I, I do enjoy the film, but I always felt like I wanted the clowns to be, they're kind of funny. They do some goofy stuff. and But I want them to do like really evil stuff and they don't wind up doing that what are you fucking kidding me they eat people they turn them into <laughs> goo and they eat them i mean what more do you want i guess i wanted them to turn evil like they're still like they, they i mean still they're, they're, they're the not the, they're not the uh, protagonists of the film jay yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
do you have like one favorite scene in this film? Oh, of course. I mean, it's a little oddball, but of course. There's a scene where the clowns wreak havoc in a mom-and-pop pharmacy. I friggin' love that scene. <laughs> yeah, um, and I wrote about this on my side a few years ago, but if you look close during that scene, you see yeah. all kinds of awesome 80s candy. And, right. I mean, like, if anything could make Killer Clowns from Outer Space even better, it's that shot of banana berry split bubble yum. Oh, yes. Two tone, two flavors in one pack. <laughs> what I love about the scene, though, I mean, I know that's what you're looking out for, and I do the same thing. But what I love is just how purely chaotic it is, and the clowns are literally tossing things randomly. So they were probably filming this and just telling these guys, okay, just go crazy and just throw stuff and get crazy, you know? Totally. <laughs> There's no structure. There's no way that there was anything more in the script than clowns enter pharmacy. Yeah, and, it's, and it's like totally ad libbed, just nutty nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and they're like getting powder in their face. It was fantastic. I love that scene. Great movie, great clowns. And that's my first pick. Awesome. There's evidence that suggests that jack-in-the-boxes were originally built in France to contain evil entities. Okay, for my first clown pick, Matt, it's a movie called Jack in the Box, and it hasn't even hit movie theaters yet. Where the fuck did... I mean, I, I obviously, I looked it up today. Where did you even find this, this movie? <laughs> So, you know, when you go on these rabbit holes and you're trying to look stuff up for the show or for the website or you're writing something and you just come across something that you hadn't seen before. Right. Mm -hmm. So this Jack in the Box movie, I saw the trailer on YouTube and I'm adding this to my list just on the merits of the trailer because I don't know shit about the movie. Uh, but to me, it's a prime example of how chilling a trailer could be. And it gets you so pumped but then you don't really know if it's going to be good or not. Well, I mean, I think based on that trailer, I have a pretty good idea of how the movie's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I am very... Ex I mean, look, it's one of those movies where even if it's terrible, it's still great. If you think about this, when the movie actually comes out, we can check it out and see if it's any good and then say, hey, remember that that I brought up? It was actually pretty good. <laughs> you were, but, you know, if it ends up being a huge smash, you could say you were like on this bandwagon before anyone else. So I know what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. This is like but, the long con. It is. It is. But so the movie is about this clown in the Jack in the Box that's really just scary as fuck. He's just totally scary, right? Yeah, he's got he's, he this... kind of looks like a Cenobite almost. Yeah, totally. Kind of like Billy the Puppet-ish almost, like at first. Oh, uh, from Saw, right. Yeah, a little bit. Sort of like yeah. a, a, you know, elongated Billy, but yes. As far as I know, it's not Blumhouse, which means it'll probably be direct to VOD and like you won't even know when it's out. Right. So <laughs> I look, I'm looking up this movie. No one knows if it's coming out in like 2019, 2020, 2021. If it's coming out in theaters, is it directed to VOD? Like, how do you see it? When do you see it? Where do you see it? Nobody knows. But <laughs> Nobody I. Knows. 
It's yeah. a complete mystery. It's a complete mystery. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you mentioned Blumhouse, if they end up just buying it for, like, a million just to roll the dice. Yeah. I thought about the same thing because I'm like, this totally seems like something they could put out, like, really low-key. And if it makes a little bit of money, then they still, like, make out on the deal. But, right. Because, like, who's, yeah. like, think about it. You put a movie about a fucking killer clown that jumps out of a jack-in-the-box in theaters. It really doesn't matter what's in the movie. <laughs> You're going to get a certain amount of money. Yeah, I mean, if it's like anywhere near as good as Wish Upon, I'm in. <laughs> I liked Wish Upon. I, I don't know care you what anybody it. says. Yeah, I good. enjoyed that. Yeah, but so I feel like if Terrifier can make itself a cult following, I'm fully on board with JITB. Oh, JITB! <laughs> You're yeah. the first person who's ever abbreviated that movie or mentioned the movie in any way. No, actually, that's not true. Our buddy John, uh, he actually covered the trailer for Bloody Disgusting. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. And I couldn't help but read the comments today. I picked out a choice few, if you don't mind me telling you them. Let's do it. This looks incredibly bad, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I will watch it. Uh, number two, the clown man looks cool. I'll give it a go. Number three, looks cute, dot, dot, dot. I hope Jack wins in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so let it never be said that the imminent release of Jack in the Box isn't stirring up emotions across the board, Jay. Well, I have to say, I didn't even know this was written about anywhere. I just saw it on YouTube, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, well, I think this will be a VOD release. We'll probably watch it when we're drunk on your couch and just, like, can't carry on a conversation. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're out of things to talk about. Jay, where's the clown movie? That's when we need the popcorn gun from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Aim it in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Let's talk about the Nightmare Clowns from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, man. You know, I was thinking about it. This movie came out in 85, and I'm sure both of us were fans of it pretty much from the start. Yeah. We were like tiny little kids at the time, so this probably was our first exposure to the concept of evil clowns. Definitely. And as fun as this movie is, like you're right, I was a little kid. I remember being pretty scared of some of these scenes. There are actually two times when evil clowns come into play. Early in the movie, Pee-wee chains his beloved bike up to that, like, animatronic clown. He chains his bike up, but the chain is, like, 40,000 feet long. Right, and then when you watch the movie on VHS, you see that it's actually coming right through the bottom of the bike barrel and ruins the whole movie, but that's another story. <laughs> so he goes off and he buys, like, trick gum and fake ears and whatever the fuck, and when he gets back, the bike's gone, and the clown suddenly has this mean face, and he's cackling. <laughs> One thing that you glossed over, Matt, when he walks into the Mario's Magic Shop, 
inside, like there's like that little hallway as he's walking into the storefront, there's an Elvira poster on the wall. Oh. And then she actually shows up in the movie after that. Well, that's right. They became fast <laughs> friends in the 80s, those two. Yeah. <laughs> so I noticed the bubble yum, and you, of course, noticed the Elvira posters hiding in the background. Exactly. Funny. Like, it's, it's, it's hilarious because I've seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure approximately 500 times. I've never noticed that. I've seen it like a million times too, and I never noticed it until this time. Really? God <laughs> yes. almighty. Can you, your poor childhood. You could have spent so many years just <laughs> staring up at Elvira. Yeah. So later in the movie, it gets much worse with the clowns. Pee-wee has that nightmare when he's in the hospital. And yes. in the nightmare, you have these insane clown doctors performing surgery on his broken bike. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just so intense. And then they help the devil himself lower it into a cauldron of flames. It just, like, scarred me for life at yeah. that point. When you watch that, I mean, I don't know if you watched it today, but that scene is so Beetlejuicy. Very much, yes. And you watch it now, it's like, it's obviously meant to be funny, like the devils, Francis, and all that. But back then, I would always try to divert my attention whenever that scene was coming on. For me, it wasn't even so much like the clowns because they reminded me of, you know, like Sergeant Kabuki Man. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have a cursory awareness of Mr. Kabuki Man, yes. <laughs> he kind of had that vibe, those, those clowns. They were, they were kind of creeping me out. But I think another semi clown that you're not going to bring up that did appear in this movie was D. Snyder. He used to wear a lot of face paint. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't wear it in this movie, though, but that was a great moment. Obviously didn't know of Twisted Sister much as a kid. Probably didn't know much about them until I met you. <laughs> so I went my whole childhood having no idea that those people were anything. <laughs> And they're conveniently singing Burn in Hell, which is what the bike was about to do. <laughs> now? Now? Number four. Don't adjust the television set. Your reception's fine, but in their new suburban home, the Freeling family has tuned into something beyond our world. Poltergeist. You'll never look at your television set the same way again. Poltergeist, a Steven Spielberg production, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you, check newspapers. Next up for me, Matt, is Poltergeist from 1982, which I know you recently checked out. Just for you. Yeah, I've been badgering you for a long time saying, wow, how could you have not seen such a classic horror movie? It's been years you've been on my case, but now because of this show, you finally gave me a reason to crack that bottle open. Before I even get into it, good, bad? Really good. I would say it was pretty much exactly what I was expecting it to be, which definitely is not a complaint. The only thing that threw me is I probably wasn't expecting so much shirtless, stoned Craig T. Nelson jumping up and down in a bed. <laughs> Other than that, it hit all of the notes that I thought it would. <laughs> it was a lot of shirtless coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because, you know, most people watch coach and they say, there's the guy from Poltergeist. I'm watching Poltergeist and I'm thinking, oh, there's the guy from coach and he's stoned and he's shirtless and he's jumping on a bed. Coach would never do this. <laughs> So 
this was a very influential movie at the time. Allegedly, it's a cursed film with a lot of deaths that happen on the set. Well, apparently they say that the skeletons were what, like real skeletons? And that's why they have all this bad luck. Yes, exactly. And the one thing that clearly had to have been cursed was this damn clown that was in the kid's room. He had this clown doll. And to me, probably my earliest exposure to a scary clown. And knowing you, how your family worked, Poltergeist came out in 82. You were probably, what, five months old? Yet your family probably brought you to see it in theaters. <laughs> Actually, no, we didn't see this until... It I came out in VHS six months later. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we did see it on VHS. <laughs> Ma, can they finish the movie? No, son, you're starting kindergarten tomorrow. <laughs> so, I mean, I could look at a photo of this clown and just get creeped out. Like, even if it was taken in broad daylight, it creeps me out. Why did those kids even have that clown? He's on the chair staring at this kid, Robbie, in his bed while he's sleeping. Right, and the kid is clearly terrified of it. Why would you put the clown strategically there to stare at you while you're sleeping? Maybe let's not put it in a chair directly facing me while I sleep. There, <laughs> th there seems to be some natural solutions to this problem. They have a giant fucking walk-in closet four feet away. Hey, mommy and daddy, can I sleep with you tonight? <laughs> no, go sleep with the clown staring at you in your bedroom. You kids have no curfew. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Our only rule is that this clown has to stare at you while you sleep. <laughs> So the clown starts to basically strangle Robbie with his gangly long arms and he like wraps himself like a snake around the kid's neck. Yeah, right? it's very intense. I read that whatever they used to make him strangle Robbie, it actually yeah. did strangle him. So they I had to like imagine. Yeah, they had to like cut the scene and go like untie him because he was getting choked out by this clown. That kid is probably also scarred for life from that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it is a little contrived that they would have this amazingly, objectively horrifying clown in this room, but it does pay off well in the movie. Yeah, it really does. It's kind of like, let's just say your first girlfriend was Kelly Kapowski. We're playing hypothetical here, right? I want to see how this possibly can connect to the Poltergeist <laughs> clown. <laughs> My ears are perked. So all the girls after that may not be able to compare. And I look at this like this was the first scary clown that ever creeped me out. So now, like any clown after this pales in comparison. So you play a little you know Sinead O'Connor every time you see a new clown. Just nothing is going to come close to this poltergeist clown for you. <laughs> nothing. <compares. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Number five. A clown on Staten Island is creeping people out, and the images of him hanging around neighborhoods have gone viral. Tonight, reports say it could all be a joke. CBS2's Scott Rappaport has the story. 
It has been blowing up on social media. A creepy, mysterious clown purportedly roaming the streets of Staten Island at night in communities like Grasmere, among others. He looks real creepy. <laughs> and I mean creepy. Do you remember the whole thing with the Staten Island clown back in 2014? I do remember that, yes. Okay, so March 2014, there was a flood of sightings of this absolutely horrifying clown wandering the streets of Staten Island, where, of course, I live. And mm -hmm. there were all these, like, Instagram pics and even a video in support of it. So this guy is turning up everywhere. Street corners, train stations, even outside of our mall. And when I say horrifying clown, I don't know what people are picturing, but this guy kind of looked like the Tim Curry Pennywise, just in, like, a different outfit. Kind of like a, a lower-budget version, but, like, that's what made it creepier. Yeah, it was it was low budget, but it wasn't like a costume shop clown's costume. Like it felt no. like it might have been in a low budget movie level at least. Right. So at the start, people of course are speculating that it was a publicity stunt, but nobody knew for sure. Like it was just as likely that some random weirdo was just roaming the streets in this clown costume. And the reason I remember this so well is because I spent like two weeks driving all over Staten Island trying to find this clown. <laughs> I was desperate. I'm like, I guess I just wanted those retweets. I'm like, oh my God, if I could just get one picture of this clown, I will be such an influencer. <laughs> and of course I never caught him, but I still can't believe I bought into this shit hard enough to drive around for like a half hour every night for two weeks, hoping some guy in a clown mask would hop out and throw balloons at me. You, <laughs> I think you would have had more success if you brought your Kenner uh, proton pack and uh, ghost trap. Oh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> trust me, that's all the help I need here in Staten Island. <laughs> so, of that's course, funny. as it turns out, this clown was just a marketing ploy. It was by a local production company that wanted publicity. And, I mean, once the cat was out of the bag, nobody cared. But those guys really rocked it. Yeah, I had read that too, but I didn't know that was actually proven to be the case. Um, yeah, you know, on the basis of this just not being interesting enough for any of our listeners to dive in and research, let's say it is. <laughs> Stuff like that actually was going on around the country in multiple states during that time frame. You right, had... this actually predated it just slightly, just enough yes. to like give you pause. It did, it did. And and it was like a year or two later, probably between a year, year and a half, started happening in Long Island, Missouri, the, the Carolinas, and then in New Jersey, the same thing was happening all over around yeah. 26, 2016, we had 10 towns it was really crazy at that time. Yeah, so I, I remember like it, it wasn't so much that they were just continuing the clown sightings, that the clown sightings were getting more violent and threatening. I was happy with it just being from the local production company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you put on your police scatter and all the cops are on the lookout for a, an actual psycho clown. I lived through a, a New Jersey State Police warning that said, parents, watch out for creepy clowns. Oh, my God. <laughs> you mean it like came up on your phone like a flood warning? It was on their website. It was like on the on local news. It oh, was crazy. God. Well, assuming that none of these alleged clowns actually did any violence to anybody. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> You hear that uh, that noise? This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. There's a creepy <laughs> then, clown. Then you hear a little, a little clown horn in the background. Oh, shit. 
Anyway, there are photos of the Staten Island Clown on every social media platform. If you research him, if anyone wants to check him out, they are really creepy. Yeah, he's worth checking out. And I don't mean checking out like that. I mean, he's worth, you know. I mean, let's not rule anything out. (laughs) You never believe what I just saw back there. How to make a U-turn. You got to see this. This is unbelievable. The, The fucking morons you see in this city. Check this out now. There he is. There he is. Look at this fucking jerk off. That must be the SI clown. Number six. Um, I should get going now. Without you both? You don't want to lose it, Georgie. Bill's going to kill you. For my next pick, it is It from 2017 and Pennywise, The Dancing Clown. Oh, yeah. We saw this movie together. We did. And the second chapter is on the way. We know Tim Curry popularized the role. But I'm bringing this one up because, like you said, we saw this together. And this is a horror movie for the ages, in my opinion. And it doesn't happen too often. So it was really great to be a part of such a big deal. This was a huge movie. It, it was, was really and I'll be honest, I, I, I think we actually did a show about this movie. I don't know what I said on that show, but I do know that I didn't have incredibly high hopes for it, and then I was blown mm-hmm. away. Right. And yeah, I still and, love know, it. Like, I watch it now, I'm like, wow, this is still really, really good. Very strong, yeah. I mean, and we see a lot of good horror movies, but I left that movie thinking, like, man, this is like an instant classic, and it managed to mix that 80s kind of coming-of-age movie style with the mainstream horror in a really good way. Totally. One of the best things about the film is the casting. And you got Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise, just so creepy. He was taking inspiration from like hyenas and he was spending time with animals to get that like weird instinct. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like the the Tim Curry version is like, um, it's like a demon adopting the appearance of a clown. But this guy's version is more like this evil tornado unseen force barely strung together in a clown package yes like he is so intense yes very intense and and scary and the scene where pennywise is coming out of the projector wall where they're they're like in the garage oh when they're like flipping through the pictures yeah they're showing like slides and then a map and then pennywise comes out of the wall oh (laughs) god that was like probably the there were a lot of big effect scenes in the movie, but that felt like the biggest one. To me, it brought me back to like when I was a kid. It's just one of those scenes that gave me all the feels. Total throwback. Pennywise has really become one of those big horror icons. Yeah, it's amazing that they were able to pull it off because I think a lot of people, even when they like released the photo of Pennywise, people were like, eh. But when you yeah. saw it in the movie and you got the full context, it really just all came together. It really did. It totally made sense at that point. And the Alamo Draft House is doing the clown only showings for it chapter two, which I really feel hey, like. Wait, 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 what? They're doing what? 
Okay, so yeah, Alamo Draft House, they're doing the clown only showings. So where, you have to go in a clown uh, costume? Go, yeah, dressed as a clown, and they will not let you in unless you're dressed as a clown. Jay, there is no way we are not doing the clown only screening at Alamo. Uh, I don't think there's one near us, unfortunately. We will fly. <laughs> we have to do it. We could dance there. In our clown suits. We can really cut rugs on yeah. with those clown suits on. <laughs> so uh, any hopes and dreams for part two, by the way? I'm really looking forward to it. Just, I mean, the cast is tremendous. The, the best thing is the fact that the older actors remind me so much of the younger actors that it's going to feel like it's seamless. Yeah, and I had no idea. I mean, I figured they would appear, but I didn't know that the original cast, the kids, would be such a prominent part, even in part two. Yeah, they're going to be doing like a lot of flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, and I, I hope it all works out because apparently the movie is 65 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to have uh, that uh, jumbo vat of Coke Zero Cherry. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely bringing the jumbo Snapple bottle. <laughs> I'll take him. I'll take all of you. Yes, I'll feast on your flesh as I feed on your fear. Or you will just leave us be. I will take him, only him, and then I will have my long rest, and you will all live to grow and thrive and lead happy lives until old age take you back to the weeds. Number seven. My next pick is Pineapple the Clown. From No Clowning Around, a 1993 episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm giving it up for that one. Yeah, um, I'm hardly a Power Rangers expert, but I was pretty on board with it during those first few years. How about you? I saw the show when it was on. I didn't actively watch it, like where I had to sit down and watch every episode. Right. I don't particularly recall this one. But I am so glad you picked it because I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I used to watch it mostly for like the big nutty monsters that would pop up in every episode. And I doubt that Pineapple the Clown is considered like one of the <laughs> finest by hardcore Power Rangers fans. But I think for us, he's pretty great. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, let me uh, just go through how this all happens. The Rangers go to a carnival that's secretly been infiltrated by Rita Repulse's forces. Yes. And, like, there are clowns everywhere, but they're actually putties in disguise. And they're all led by Pineapple, who is this seemingly normal human clown who's kind of doing, like, a sketchy Jim Carrey Riddler impression. Yeah. 
And like, even when he's pretending to be good, he's still creepy as hell. Oh God, yeah, he yeah. is. I'm like watching the Rangers interact with Pineapple, and I'm like, are you guys serious? Is your spider sense not? T-? He's he looks like he's fucking the third member of Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> like he's clearly not a good clown. He was underhanded. Yeah. So eventually he outs himself as a bad guy and he starts hurling magic dust around and this turns people into cardboard cutouts. I want that power. I'm so envious of that power. I want to be able to turn people into cardboard standees. It's fucking amazing. Oh my God. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Like he does this to Trini's little cousin and then Trini has to stand there yelling at this like $10 cardboard cutout that the producers printed up at Kinko's. It is amazing. But it gets better, Jay. It gets better. It, it does. It does. He can turn into the pine octopus, which is <laughs> this clown-colored alien that's like a pineapple mixed with an octopus mixed with a court jester. <laughs> and then to make that even better, Rita makes him taller than a building. Yeah, he, he's a, a towering pineapple creature. So to reiterate, we have an evil clown that uses fairy dust to turn people into cardboard cutouts who can also transform himself into a headless pineapple monster. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here that we need to talk about. Okay, hit me with it. Number one, I know why you like this character and why you have an attraction to the character. It's because the monster... Looks like an appetizer you would have made from a 1964 Good Housekeeping magazine. Oh, my magazine. God. It is just, it is a stone's throw away from an olive Christmas tree. <laughs> so, if somebody said to me, hey, do you want the power of flight or time travel? No, I want to turn people into cardboard standees. That's it's, amazing. It's fucking amazing. You know, the best part is that if I remember the story with Power Rangers right, it's basically them repurposing this old Japanese footage and kind of like making it work with this new footage as best they can. So they have this footage of this pineapple monster and they decide to like make him a human clown that turns people into cardboard cutouts. Yeah, like the plan that Rita had, I know I have a pineapple octopus monster, right. but I need to disguise him as a normal clown. And it, then it's, he it's, turn back it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Octopus clown monster. Yeah, we go through the same. <laughs> it's the same thing on both sides because you have the villains like, you know, they have these giant monsters. But for some reason, they have to go in their minuscule, non-deadly forms first before we can get there. And then you have the rangers who fight as themselves, then fight with their vehicles, then fight with their vehicles bunched into a giant tank. And then say, you know what? Fuck it. And they go into giant robot mode. Like every fucking episode, they basically have to film three minutes. The rest is all the same repeating stock footage. To get into their gear and to to go into the uh, formation and all that, by the time they do that. It's like 25 minutes later. Exactly. You know? like, Every just, single just one of them guy. has to check in every step of the way. Blue Ranger here. Pink Ranger here. <laughs> Yellow Ranger lifting my arms up. <laughs> so there's there's more. There's more. We okay. have to talk about the fact that the top of the octopus monster, the pineapple octopus monster, actually looks like, you know, when you go to the restaurants and instead of like fries, they'll give you like these fries fried onion shoelaces things you know what i'm talking about they're um, like yes they look it's almost it looks like a it almost looks like a little clown wig fittingly enough on your table <laughs> a fried onion clown wig see that's what he's wearing he's wearing those fried onions all right hold on a second i gotta look him up <laughs> pine octopus 
Holy shit! Those are absolutely fried onions! <laughs> holy shit! I thought you were like, maybe... Because I, I, I guess yeah. I just misremembered, but holy... He, he looks... He's all red and green and pine octopusy, and then all of a sudden he's got fried onions on his head. Pine octopusy. <laughs> I think I can say that. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Yeah. And the last thing I'm, I'm I'm going on and on, but I'm so excited to be able to bring this to you, man. I mean, let's um, let's let's face it, Jay. You're never ever again going to have the chance to talk about the 1993 <laughs> episode of Power Rangers. No clowning around. You might as well get it all out now. I'm, that's exactly. I'm taking this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I got one opportunity, yeah. and I'm going to take it. Shoot your shot. So, <laughs> okay, we have this pine octopus monster, right? Yep. Let's pit him against the clown kaiju from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The one at the end who oh I think his name is like Jojo or something. I don't know if it's Jojo, but I know who you're talking about. And that would be a match made in heaven and hell. Number eight. What do you want? Oh, boy, you nearly scared the life out of me, Mac. You street performers that hard up for a lousy buck? I didn't mean it. Here, take it. You're funny. Get away! <laughs> Time for some cartoons, Matt, and Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm so glad you picked this one. The episode is called The Killjoys, which originally aired September 11th, 1997. And we have a few evil, ghostly clowns here that prey on people laughing. Yeah, so basically, if you're not laughing, they can't get you. So they tickle you until you laugh, and then they essentially kill you. If you laugh in their presence, they'll eat you, they'll make you disintegrate. Fortunately, after it does that, it leaves your clothes perfectly intact. So in case you were going to leave that like Ed Hardy shirt from the early 2000s <laughs> to the next of kin, yeah. then you're in luck. <laughs> so there's like a, a tongue that comes out of the clown's mouth. It, it looks like a slug worm type thing that eats people. It's very xenomorph-esque. Late 90s, early 2000s, everything was extreme. Foods, cartoons, TV shows, yes. movies. So they always have to go to the next level. And this definitely was a lot more extreme than real Ghostbusters. You had a lot more humor that was a little bit edgy. Oh, and, and it was also just a lot scarier, I think. Yeah, it was a lot scarier, especially for kids. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I would almost call these Killjoy clowns, like, they're intense. And they're not even, like, in the top 10 scariest things that the extreme Ghostbusters fought. It's just crazy episode. And all the while, I'm just thinking, is Alfonso Ribeiro doing the voice of Roland? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Does he? Yes. Oh, wow. God, that multi-talented motherfucker. He is. Yeah. He totally is. <laughs> we don't know this clown's the only one. Yeah. The whole circus could be in town. They wind up at Coney Island, and that's where they have their final run in with the vampire clowns, as it were. Right, and that's what they're known as, yes. 
I couldn't get over how extreme it was. It was very extreme. You, I got to admit, I mostly skipped past it when that show was on because I'd hear extreme and I would just immediately shot down like, oh, here we go. Pandering attempt to make something cool. But that <laughs> well, show well, was well, like legitimately great. All I could hear was extreme, extreme <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Number nine. Introducing the world's newest, and hamburger eating clown, Ronald McDonald. Now, where is that clown? Ronald, Ronald. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I am generally not into clowns, and even the good ones kind of creep me out, but I always made an exception for Ronald McDonald. He was probably the most inviting character of our youth, Jay, someone we implicitly trusted, even if his goal was to just make us eat fatty cheeseburgers. <laughs> I don't know if I trusted him quite as much as you did. Oh, I put my <laughs> faith in his hands. <laughs> And while I would never put the Ronald McDonald that you and I grew up with on this list, I would most certainly put the first Ronald McDonald on it. This guy, he was played by Willard fucking Scott, and yes. he debuted in 1963 as the, quote, hamburger happy clown. <laughs> so picture the Tim Curry Pennywise, but you put a giant box of food on his head, soda cup over his nose, and you give him, like, Willard Scott's deep radio voice. The big beady eyes and, like, some really crude makeup. Oh, it's totally crude. Like, the entire bottom half of his face is this deep crimson red. And <laughs> his wig looks like unwashed supervillain hair. It's brutal. <laughs> it is really creepy. The only existing footage of this is so weathered and damaged that when you watch it, it, it feels like a clip from a movie about, like, this clown that came back to life and started killing everyone. I had never seen that until you sent it to me. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. because like, When you look up Willard Scott, Ronald McDonald, you'll find all these headlines are like, oh, you won't believe how terrifying this clown is. You're like, ah, yeah, right. And then you look, it really is terrifying. Like, it is not a clown you want to see. You linked me to an article, though, which I found pretty interesting. When McDonald's uh, spokespeople get asked about the original Ronald and all this, like they do not admit that there's more than one Ronald. Like they don't even say that Willard Scott was Ronald. They just say there's only one Ronald McDonald. Yeah, they don't. Like, this is not. This is a touchy subject for them. But I feel like that's what makes this whole thing even weirder because they don't even admit that he existed. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 and apparently there's even more drama than that because Willard claims that he invented Ronald and McDonald's is like, nope. <laughs> so, but at the same time, it's like we have all these pictures of Willard Scott dresses. I'm like, why are there all these photos floating around? <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't like Ronald McDonald. I thought he was kind of like a goon. What? Are you kidding me? Ronald McDonald did a new do? Come nah, on. Who didn't quote was... that at the schoolyard every day? <laughs> but, like, I look at him and I'm like, eh. But then you see how creepy Willard Scott could be as Ronald. And you're like, okay, maybe I can get on board with this whole thing. So if they make him a, a little bit edgier. So you actually prefer this fucking frightening Willard Scott version of Ronald McDonald with the Dixie cop over his nose and the absolute murder and pain in his eyes. 
Yeah, it's the DIY Ronald McDonald. <laughs> it is DIY. It's like, what was the budget for that commercial? I know it was 1963, but you think the budget would be above six bucks? <laughs> it's, it's literally a cup taped to his nose and like the worst makeup job ever. Think about this, though, how far Ronald has come since those days when, you know, we were growing up and seeing these commercials where Ronald is with his friends and they're ice skating. Oh, or, yeah. You know, I actually just on, I just encoded a commercial where the this is the entirety of the commercial. There's no throw to any kind of food mentions. There's no happy meal. It's just this. There's this girl who's considering running away from home and Ronald's out in the snow making snowballs with her. And he uses reverse psychology to get her to go back home. He's like, man, it would really suck if you missed your dad's Father's Day cake, huh? Man, <laughs> could you imagine not petting your, your dog every night? And she's like, Ronald, they got to go. And he just look, looks at the camera. He's like, yep, I'm the shit. And that's it. That's the commercial. <laughs> All sprung sold- from the loins of Willard Scott. It sold hamburgers. So. <laughs> somehow, like- yeah, somehow that's a fucking hamburger commercial. Everybody says I'm too real. <laughs> really? I'm thinking of running away to McDonald Land. McDonald Land? That's where I'm from. Yeah, I hear it's really nice. I hear where you're from is really nice, too. It's okay. Yeah, because you've got that basketball hoop over your garage and your back porch. It has that great wind chime. I made that at summer camp. Plus, there's that beautiful field. Where I chase butterflies. <laughs> hey. When you're in McDonald Land, who's going to make the decorations for your dad's birthday party? Who's going to be the snowflake in the school play? Ronald. Who's going to feed Mr. Goldfish? Hey, Ronald, I think I hear my mom calling me. Oh, okay. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. Number 10. Order up a slice of horror. Drive through. Fast food kills. Get yours on DVD. Bringing you back to 2007, Matt, with a movie called Drive Through, aka Burger Kill. Oh, I didn't know it had an aka, but I mean the name fits. This is uh, I'll put in quotation marks. It's a horror film, kind of like a black comedy, and uh, it's about a chain of burger joints called Hella Burger that has a clown for a mascot, and the son of the owner of the company takes on the clown persona to exactly... <laughs> I guess we're not worried about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, no it's, gonna watch yeah, yeah. Movie. The movie's 55 yeah. years old. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty bad. So. <laughs> so the son of the owner of the company takes on the clown persona to exact revenge on the sons and daughters of the parents that mocked him and left him to die in yeah. a fire at a Helleburger way back when they were young. So it's kind of like using tropes. from. It's like far- Nightmare on Elm Street, only with clowns and hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, so the killer's mask is this clown face. What I thought is really neat, probably the best thing about the entire film is the fact that his mouth inside, like instead of teeth, it's an intercom. Yes. So it's like it's like he's a he's an actual drive through intercom system like in his mask. Right. So it, so it almost makes him look almost like a terminator robot clown in a way. Order up, up. Employee of the month's about to fuck you up. I thought that was the most like imaginative thing that they did in like the whole film. <laughs> oh, I think you're being really harsh. I mean, 
there's a pretty good 45-minute film hiding in there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I actually, I liked it way more than I thought I would, based on your description. Like, it's just stupid enough to work. Yeah, and also notable for the casting of Leighton Meester and Penn Badgley, who went on to star in Gossip Girl later that year. Leighton Meester dresses as Elvira in a haunted house at their school. Yes, that, yeah. I thought you would have gotten a kick out of that, though I think you would even admit that the wig was not on point. You're right, very bad wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one thing I got to mention about this movie is not on that soundtrack. Every oh song God. they used was just a screaming metal track at full volume. It was an extreme film. It was, it, was, it was not supposed to be. Like, the kids could be talking about their, like, homework assignment for the next day, and then they, from out of nowhere, be... And I'm watching this with my headphones on every eight minutes. This shit is just killing me. It really felt like this movie was made in, like, 99, and then it never came out until 07. It really did, because actually when I was watching it, it hit me. It was like, this is totally the kind of movie that me and my friends in, like, my early 20s would have rented and, like, built a sit-at-home drinking night around. You're right. It's exactly. totally that movie. Like, it's just, it it's so dumb, but it knows it's so dumb, but it's still kind of fun. The concept is actually pretty good. There was even one scene where uh, one guy gets his head put into a, a deep fryer. <gasps> and I, I'm not going to see that. I won't spoil because to me, that was one of the best kills in the movie. So if anybody's going to watch it, watch it for that kill. I actually think I even liked another one more. It was the one where it was almost like he had rigged a microwave around a girl's oh. head. Oh, yes. And they did like the gremlins thing where her head that just sort like, of explodes. Yeah, it was totally like gremlins um, i was thinking yeah, the I'm same like, thing wow yeah. this this movie is, i mean it's like she was probably the most sympathetic character in the film at that point i'm like wow they're really gonna kill this girl this way that's definitely direct to vod <laughs> yeah. so i think we could just come to the conclusion that this movie is actually good yes <laughs> <laughs> You got a lot of guts, kid. All right, Matt, enough clowning around. <laughs> In the top of the show, you said how there's a word for being scared of clowns, which is like, Corophobia or whatever. Uh, it is. Uh, let me check my notes. It is colrophobia, the fear of clowns. Here's another thing: there are people who are sexually attracted to clowns, and that is colorophilia. Oh, is there a word for somebody who's both? Chorophilia. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just write All that right. down. So yeah, I save that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll run down yours. How's that? Sure. You had quite a list here. We have Power Rangers, the Pine Octopus Monster, who starts off as Pineapple the Clown, who turns people into cardboard cutouts. Yes. 
We have Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We have two instances of clowns, the the bike lock clown and also the clowns that steal Pee-wee's bike in the nightmare. Yeah, the Burton-esque nightmare scene. Right. We have Ronald McDonald. We have killer clowns from outer space. Well, I just Actually, want to clarify: we don't have original, Ronald McDonald. We have original. the yes. I don't want. I don't want to be smirched. The Ronald that <laughs> you and I grew up with. Let's let's be clear here. Yeah, the one who improves people's lives. Yes, the <laughs> the, the 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 winter therapist Ronald is good to go. Killer clowns from outer space and the scary Staten Island clown. Yep. So that is quite a list. Okay, a I already know where you're going to have difficulty. Okay. Because I think have... your brain is going to say killer clowns, but your heart, it really wants to give it to Pineapple the Clown. I've got to tell you, I'm between, right now, I am between Pee Wee's Big Adventure and the Pineapple the Clown Octopus Monster. Okay, so I was close. Yeah, you're very close. All right. So what we have here is a situation where you have to choose between a hidden Elvira poster and a cardboard cutout of Trini's little cousin. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that, of course, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Had a big effect on my childhood. Uh, but what what this Power Rangers episode uh, had was the element of surprise. Because I was delighted to see this episode that I had never seen. And to know that Rita has the power to just randomly send pineapple octopus monsters down to earth and if she wants to to ruin everybody's day yeah and yeah just that's... just just on a lark you know you know what today yeah. i'm gonna do today i'm just gonna send this fucking pineapple monster clown down there and see what happens i'm thankful rita doesn't exist in real life because she'd be fucking our shit up <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna go with power rangers uh pine pine octopus monster round of applause for pineapple the clown no clowning around that was a great episode and i'm so glad you picked it yeah, it was a great pick on your I, part. I would also submit that part of the reason you're picking it is because it magically is on Netflix and you didn't have to endure like a daily motion video like I usually make you oh do. Oh my God. I know that's the, you're oh. up in the grade two full letters for that shit. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it went that from is... a C to an A. So, oh God, it's such a pleasure to watch something on Netflix. Let me tell you, I had to watch your your freaking Killjoys Ghostbusters episode with a giant lower third that was fuzzy that said Toon Disney on like a four <laughs> by three screen that had been stretched out to like a 20 by six yeah. screen. Terrible. Oh. Fucking terrible. It is the worst. And they keep every damn site nowadays says, uh, could, do you accept cookies? And I'm just like, no, I don't want your fucking cookies. All right. <laughs> I don't eat cookies no more. Yeah. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. I just want to watch this video that I can't skip past anything because the button is too tiny. <laughs> <laughs> when I told you, I mean, like it was through DM, but when I told you that the episode was on Netflix, I could still like hear you say, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> I'm going to reveal to you right now that I haven't been alone sitting here. I've actually been sitting here with my new friend, and his name is Charlie Haunted Doll, and he's a clown. And I believe uh, Haunted Doll is a hyphen, and I'm going to let him talk Okay. Uh, right now. Every day is a parade, every night is a bloodbath. <laughs> oh my god, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking you went to Halloween Spirit without me. <laughs> I didn't go to. No, I didn't. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's just uh, Charlie Haunted Clown with a hyphen between Haunted and Clown. Is that what it was? 
Charlie Haunted Doll. Haunted he is Doll, a, sorry, yes. He's a clown, mm-hmm. and he's creepy, and he wears red and black, and he has a little sticker on his chest that says, Try Me. I love making babies cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, yeah, I got to show you a picture of this. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yeah, and he's, been sitting he's, up he's really going for it. That's, that's an aggressive <laughs> line. <laughs> wow, you had that clown sitting next to you this whole time, and you didn't get creeped out at all when we were talking about all these bad clowns? Oh, he has bad teeth, too. <laughs> oh, really? Gnarly, gnarly clown teeth? Yes. Yeah. All right, let me look at your list here. You brought to the table tonight drive through the... Mm-hmm movie that also has another name which i've already forgotten burger kill i think was it yes you also brought up the killjoys episode of extreme ghostbusters <laughs> uh poltergeist yes. pennywise the dancing clown primarily from the the new remake of it right and uh the trailer for jack in the box <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know where you're going with, okay. with yours. Hmm. I think you might be veering toward uh, Poltergeist because you hadn't seen it. So maybe it's like a delightful little surprise to you. Yeah, I mean, that's it would have been a contender, but I don't feel necessarily that the clown portion of Poltergeist is deserving of a big win. Right. I think there are stronger clowns, even if that movie on the whole is stronger. Okay. And for me, it is between, believe it or not, the Killjoys and the fucking guy from Drive Through. I love the guy from Drive Through. Oh God, <laughs> have I come full circle? I think I have. Drive Through is my new favorite movie. Gets me is the fact that like I can bother you for five years to watch a certain film and then you watch it like eh, it's all right and then I tell you a day ago to watch this movie and you're like yeah it's my favorite movie. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, it's it's basically like we said earlier, it's a retelling of like eighteen different horror movies that have been reconstructed as this killer clown movie where everyone says ass in every sentence. <laughs> There's a clown coming. Give me some ass. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of cheeseburgers in it, so come on. Oh, they're so gross, though. I mean, if anything could turn you off to meat, it is like the actual shots of meat where it's like 15 patties smothered in sludge. Oh, they're not impossible patties? <laughs> <laughs> That's an extreme reference, Jay. <laughs> so our finalists, I mean, our, our champions tonight, I should say, are the killer from Drive Through and... Uh, what did you pick for mine? The pineapple. Wow. Talk about an unlikely duo. You have Poltergeist Peewee on this list. And who is reigning supreme? Pineapple and the fucking killer hamburger guy from your clown movie. No way that anyone knew that that was coming. No. Definitely not. (laughs) So this has been our clown episode, Matt. Kicking off our 2019 Halloween season, we still have two more full-length episodes to go, plus a bunch of bonus episodes on our Patreon. Which is patreon.com slash purple stuff. That's it. And want to thank everybody for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Before we go, as is tradition, whenever we kick off a new Halloween season, I'm sure you have had a Halloween candle going. I absolutely have a Halloween candle going. 
I have the Ashland pumpkin donut candle going right now. I think you said Ashland. <laughs> no, I'm not part of drive through. <laughs> the Ashland uh, pumpkin. It's it's delicious. It looks like a fucking Dunkin' Donuts Halloween donut on the sticker. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you? I got Yankee Candle Autumn Trio, which is spice pumpkin, harvest, and apple pumpkin. Ooh la la. Is it like tricolor? It's tricolor. Oh, it looks baby. Yeah. Oh, oh so sweet. It's like one of those uh, Lifesaver swirls. Remember uh, those? Oh, yeah. Or it's like the uh-huh. swirl jello pudding pop almost. That, yes, yes. Yes, yes. But I can uh, see how you confuse that pop with a Lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Every day is a parade. Every night is a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up, Charlie. Yeah. I love making babies cry. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. Does he only say two things? Yeah. Every day. Oh, you motherfucking clown. Yeah. Every day. Come on. I love making babies. <laughs> Cuddle up closer. I won't bite. Oh, I gotta tell you, that was worth the wait. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.